21 Sivan, Chaf Aleph Sivan, Tzadik, his praise. 405, he said, My Rosh Hashanah is something completely new, and God knows that it is not something I inherited from my fathers. God himself gave me the gift of knowing what Rosh Hashanah is. That all of you are dependent on my Rosh Hashanah goes without saying. The entire world depends on my Rosh Hashanah. 406. On the eve of the last Rosh Hashanah in Uman, we were standing around the Rebbe to give him our tzetlach, slips of paper with names, etc., written on them, and redemption money. The Rebbe asked about a certain man from Nemrov who had not come for Rosh Hashanah. Rebbe Naftali started giving excuses for him, but the Rebbe would not accept them and took strong exception to his absence. Afterwards, the Rebbe spoke about another person who had also not come for Rosh Hashanah, owing to a variety of problems. Before Rosh Hashanah, the man in question had made a special journey to the Rebbe to tell him about his difficulties, and the Rebbe himself had told him to go home, even though it meant not being with him for Rosh Hashanah. This man was one of the Rebbe's leading followers, and it was very painful for him that he would not be with us for Rosh Hashanah. He started protesting to the Rebbe that he should not have to go home, but should stay for Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe would not be swayed, however, and sent the man home. As he did so, he said to him, I cannot even imagine the pain of your not being with me for Rosh Hashanah. If so, the man said, I'll stay here. But the Rebbe would not agree, and he went home. Afterwards, on Erev Rosh Hashanah, the Rebbe spoke to us about this and said this man really did deserve great pity. He had genuinely wanted to be with us for Rosh Hashanah, but had been prevented because of the various problems. Then the Rebbe cried out from the depths of his heart, What shall I tell you? There is nothing greater meaning, than being with him for Rosh Hashanah. He then said in a voice filled with emotion, What shall I tell you? There is nothing greater. Even if other great tzaddikim do not say so, well, this will just be another question. In other words, even without this, people already had all kinds of questions about things the Rebbe said. His insistence that we should be with him for Rosh Hashanah would just be another question. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom 164 when the Rebbe moved to Uman, it was a mere half-year before he passed away. He had already achieved a level higher than any other human being, as discussed earlier. See his pilgrimage to the Holy Land, number 33. But even here he would spend much time secluded in prayer. The Rebbe had lodgings in Uman, but his landlord had the right to enter at will. Once the landlord entered the Rebbe's room without warning and found him lying prostrate on the floor, stretched out in prayer. The Rebbe was so weak and close to death at the time that his very life was a miracle. But still, he maintained his devotions, serving God with absolute simplicity. He continued like this until the end of his life, when he was taken away in peace to the highest levels. Happy is he. 165. Whenever his high spiritual level was mentioned, the Rebbe would say, But I worked very hard for, for all this. Ich hab sehr geharvet. Ich hab sehr viel gefasst. I struggled very much. I endured many fasts. See his wisdom, number 158. We are taught, envy of scholars increases wisdom. Bhava Batra 21a. This is why the Rebbe told us all these things. He wanted us to envy his great achievements and emulate them, following his ways and striving to serve God. The Rebbe once spoke to us about his attainments. He seemed to boast of his high level and deep perception, just like one taunts another and tries to make him jealous of some mundane achievement. The other man replied to the Rebbe, How can I achieve this? Who is worthy of attaining such a high level? 
surely only one with a lofty soul like yours. The Rebbe seemed very irritated and answered, This is the trouble. You think that tzaddikim attain greatness merely because they have a very great soul. This is absolutely wrong. Any person can attain my level and become just like me. All it takes is true devotion and effort. See his praises, number 25. I also heard this from him many times, that it depends mainly on hard work and devotions. The Aleph Bet Book Charity A. 40. A town in which there is no one to support the poor will experience an outbreak of fires. 41. In reward for his generosity, a person is saved from haughtiness. 42. Faith in God is considered like giving charity. 43. By giving charity for the sake of heaven, one attains the quality of modesty. 44. A person's benevolence causes him to feel love for the tzaddikim. 45. Whoever steals from a poor person will be disgraced. 46. Giving charity is tantamount to bringing a sacrifice. 47. Charity brings rain. 48. When Jews give charity, they are not exiled from their country. 49. When people give charity, the land's produce is blessed, and there is peace in the world. 50. By being truthful, your charitable deeds are noticed. Kitzur Likutei Muharan 1. Lesson number 195. In my distress, you relieved me. Psalms 4, 2. 1. You must know that all the troubles and suffering in the world contain some relief. Not only must you hope that God and His kindness will save you and eliminate the trouble altogether, but even within the trouble itself there is undoubtedly some relief. You should always look carefully to find the relief within your troubles. And in this way, you will be able to endure and to accept whatever you go through, and you will not be upset by anything. Then you will be able always to draw close to God through everything that happens to you, and as a result, God will save you. Lesson number 196 1. It is forbidden for a person to stubbornly demand in his prayers that God do precisely as he asks, because this is like taking something by force, by robbing it. Instead, he must pray with compassionate pleas and entreaties. If God grants his request, he grants it, and if not, not. Lesson number 197 1. Humility does not mean walking around with a lowered head in a foolish manner as if one is humble. This is false humility. Real humility must be with wisdom. But as a result of the slander that people speak, a split is created between humility and wisdom. Then it is impossible for the tzaddikim to be humble, except for someone whose humility is so profound that even the sin of slander by other people does not impair it. Copier's Note From this we may understand the Targum Yonatan. When Moses saw Hosea's humility, he called him Joshua. Targum Yonatan on Numbers 13.16 And our sages of blessed memory taught that Moshe changed Hosea's name to Joshua, Yehoshua, as if to say, May God save you, Yoshiacha, from the council of the spies. Sota 34b In other words, Moses prayed that the slander of the spies would not damage Joshua's humility. Lesson number 198 1. When a person cries out to God, they tell him to travel, as it is written, why are you cry, crying out to me? Tell the children of Israel to travel. Exodus 14.15 Lesson number 199 1. When a man experiences the taste of sweetness in the Torah, he is spared from the punishment of becoming a widower. That is, his wife will not die in his lifetime, God forbid. Lesson number 200 
1. The tzaddikim in the present time are the very same tzaddikim who lived in former times, in the mystery of reincarnation. And since they already fulfilled the Torah in poverty in their former lives, therefore they are now worthy of fulfilling it in wealth. See Avot 4.9 Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Seven Beggars Meanwhile, another beggar came. They realized that he was deaf. As soon as they began to speak to him, he made gestures with his hands, indicating that he did not hear. He also gave them some bread. When he was about to leave, they asked him to take them along, but he refused. He also blessed them that they should be like him. With that, he left them some bread and went on his way. When the bread was used up, they cried out again. Another beggar appeared, and he had a speech defect. When they began to speak to him, he stammered so badly that they could not understand what he was saying. He could understand them, but because of his stammering, they could not make out what he was saying. He also gave them bread, and before he left, blessed them that they should be like him. He then went on his way, just as the previous ones had. Later, another beggar came. He had a crooked neck. The same thing happened as before. Then another beggar came, and he was a hunchback. Later, a beggar without hands came. Finally, they encountered a beggar without feet. Each one of these beggars gave them bread and blessed them that they should be like him. Each one behaved in the same manner. Ribnusson's Letters Year 1 Letter number 174 The fact is that if events were to just take their natural course, we really do not know how we could stand up against them. Even through praying and crying out to God, though we do engage in this a little, not one of us with his prayer could stand up against an attack such as this, in which Satan himself has girded his loins and is gnashing his teeth at us. All the same, we still have to do our part and cry out, scream, and supplicate the best we can. For God hears the prayers of every mouth. What we are really relying on, though, is the power of the prayers of the Elder of Elders. For he is engaged in the work we are doing of bringing souls truly close to God. And it is for his holy name that we are called Brestover Hasidim. He has begun, and he will finish, as he said. I have finished, and I will finish. He spoke many other holy words, such as these. And now, too, I believe with total faith that he will undoubtedly finish everything as he wishes to. In the end, our persecutor's memory will be utterly blotted out. Woe to them! Woe to their souls forever! In the meantime, though, each one of us must go through trials such as these. I believe, however, that even now there is not a single one of us who is faced with a test which he cannot overcome. The greatest barriers are in the mind. But since, thank God, all of you are strong and steadfast in faith and in the truth, I am confident that with God's loving kindness I will not be ashamed of you, nor you of me, not in this world and not in the next. Each person must apply to himself the teaching, Avraham was one, explained at the opening of Likutei Moharan too. I inspire myself with this a lot right now. What would I do if all of you, God forbid, were also throwing rocks at me, God forbid? This is what happened to our father, Avraham. He was one, alone in the entire world. Thank God that you have been saved from this. You too, every one of you, must think to himself that even if you were the only person in the world who knew this truth, he would have to fortify himself to stand up against the entire world. But God does not send the person a test he cannot overcome. Likutei Moharan 2, 46 Thank God that we have at least the small holy gathering of sincere good individuals that we do, who do not opt for ideologies of lies, mockery, or for any of the confused pursuits which are so popular now. 
Rather, they walk with sincerity, truth, and integrity on the holy path which our ancestors have always traveled. We would never have merited this were it not for his holy, awesome words of truth, which are the deepest of the deep, and honest and pure as can be. Ashrenu, happy are we. How good is our portion that we have merited to hear all this. Ashrenu, happy are we for every single teaching and every single conversation that we heard from the Rebbe of blessed memory. Rav Letters, Year 2, Letter number 423. With God's help, Erev Pesach, 5603. Peace, life, and all good to my dear beloved son, may he live. To him, his wife, and his children, life, peace, health, and complete recovery, body and soul. Amen. May it be his will. I received your letter just now, and I was greatly pained as I began to read. I had hoped to receive good news, but I turned the tide and fortified myself to trust in God's kindness. He inflicts, and he will heal. I trust that with his wondrous kindnesses, he will quickly send your son David Svi, may he live, a full recovery, body and soul. And you, my dear son, do not be distressed. Just summon your strength to turn this too into joy. I have already written you that a person must inevitably suffer a little bitterness. The reason for this is that it is impossible to receive peace, which is a cure for the soul and the body, except through bitterness. But God is compassionate in the extreme, and He casts all of a person's sins aside and only sends him a little bitterness in a measure that he is able to endure. May God in His loving kindness and miracles sweeten and nullify this bitterness too. May he send him, Rabbi David Svi, Rabbi Yitzchak's son, from heaven, a complete and speedy recovery, and may he return to even greater vitality. For me, my eyes are raised up to God in prayer and supplication. May he send help from the sanctuary, and from Zion may he support him. May I soon merit to hear good news about him during the intermediate days of the festival. Salvation is in God's hands. It is good to thank God, who has already supplied us with the cure for everything, for as a result of your letter which I sent through Rabdi, it turned out that God helped me and I transcribed in writing the ideas that God illuminated for me about Pesach. How great are God's deeds! In Him I trust, with the power and merit of our awesome Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of holy, sainted memory, that everything will turn into good. Just fortify yourself with the utmost determination to rejoice on this holy festival, and in particular at the Seder, Drink the wine of the four cups of salvation in gladness, because God, with God there is loving kindness and abundant redemption, and His ways are extremely exalted. But it is necessary to believe that everything is for the good, and that God's goodness and kindness never cease. This is particularly so, since, praise God, we have someone to rely on in this world and the next. Believe that you too are engraved on the Rebbe's heart and that He knows your pain and is working for your cure and your eternal salvation. Trust God and pray to Him. Fortify yourself in the joy of the festival. What you really need right now is to strengthen yourself all the more to be happy, because joy heals all wounds and illnesses. This applies all the more on this holy festival, about which it is said, Isaiah thirty twenty nine, You will have a song as on the night when the festival begins. This refers to the night of watchfulness, this night of Pesach. For it is then that all the ten kinds of music and song, which are the source of all cures, physical and spiritual, for you, for us, and for all Israel, are awakened. Amen. May it be His will. 
I am so busy with the preparations for Pesach and Shabbat that I cannot continue. The words of your father, waiting for salvation, Nasan of Breslov. Shemot HaTzadikim Ketzat Shemot HaTzadikim HaMeforsamim Shehayu Bedorot HaSmuchim Some names of the righteous that have lived in the last few centuries. Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov His son, Rabbi Tzvi His grandson, Rabbi Aaron from Titayev His son-in-law, Rabbi Yechiel his grandson, Rabbi Ephraim Av Betin of Sudelkov. His grandson, Rabbi Baruch of Tulchin. His grandson, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. His brother, Rabbi Yisrael Met. His brother and disciple, Rabbi Yechiel Tzvi. His brother-in-law, Rabbi Tzvi. His students, Rabbi Nassan of Breslov, author and collector of the book Likutei Eitzot, and of the book Likutei Tfilot, and of the book Likutei Halachot, on all four sections of the Shulchan Aruch all done following the instructions of his Rebbe of blessed memory. Rabbi Aaron, the Rav of Breslov, Rabbi Yudel of Medvedevka, Rabbi Shmuel Yitzchak, the Rav of Cherin, Rabbi Shmuel Isaac, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yukutiel, the Magid of Taravitsa, Rabbi Naftali of Nemerov, Rabbi Yitzchak, son-in-law of Magid of Taravitsa, Rabbi Matityahu Yehuda of Bafalia, Rabbi Yitzchak Yehuda, Rabbi Eliyahu, the Rav of Cherin, his son-in-law, Rabbi Abba Shochet, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac of Taravitsa, Rabbi Zalman Dov, Rabbi Yitzchak Dov, Rabbi Yitzchak, the Rav of Kharshivat. Rabbi Nassan's Prayers 2, Prayer number 7. Have pity on us, have compassion on us. In your vast compassion, deep kindness, and great love and kindness, be kind to us. Quickly send us a truly compassionate leader. Send us a leader who will know how to treat every individual compassionately, who will fill all of us with holy knowledge who will teach us the, the perfect way with his counsel, and who will extricate us from all transgressions, sins, and offenses with his great power. Expel and eradicate the spirit of foolishness that clings to us. May we never again return to that foolishness. May we never again transgress or do anything that you consider wrong. Although we have sinned, we hope never again to do so. Guard my soul and rescue me. May I never be ashamed, because I have taken refuge in you. You alone know how much compassion a person needs in this world, a world in which he wanders about in confusion and distress. All of our days have passed away in your anger. Our years have worn away like a breath. Although days and years have come and gone, we still have not repented of our errors. Master of the world, Lord of compassion and forgiveness, in your compassion and kindness arouse the first true leader, Moses, together with all of the true tzaddikim who are incorporated into him. May they stand up to help us and swiftly complete what they began, to bring us close to you, our Father in heaven, to return us to you in perfect repentance. Now I will call out to them in a bitter voice. I will speak up and say, Tzaddikim, foundations of the world, mighty shepherds, true leaders of Israel, you exist in every generation. Please arise and stand. Please awaken and stand firm. Please petition God with the most eloquent expressions. Please stand to help us during this difficult time preceding the coming of the Mashiach. Perhaps he will take pity on an impoverished and beggared nation. Perhaps he will have compassion on us. You yourselves have told us that when the soul rises upward, so that it is only above and not below, it does not gain wholeness no matter how high it has risen. The soul becomes complete only when it is both above and below. It must shine down on the people in this low world. It must have compassion on them. It must free them of their sins and illuminate them with holy awareness so that they will know that Hashem is God, 
that there is a God who rules over this world. You know that Hashem's essential pleasure and delight exist only when a person serves Him in this low world, and that service of Him rises up. For Hashem has angels and seraphim, ofanim, and holy chayot, and many worlds that serve Him always, fulfilling the will of their Maker in dread and fear. Nevertheless, He takes the greatest pleasure and delight when the worship of people from this low world rises above. As the verse states, You have desired the praise of clumps of earth, of those scratched from the clay, of unfinished forms, of those who lack knowledge, of those empty of intelligence, and that is your praise. But now, our masters, our teachers and rabbis, our fathers, our glory, our radiance and beauty, the crown of our heads, where have you turned to? Where have you gone? To whom have you abandoned us? To whom have you forsaken us, a small flock of sheep? To hordes of bears, lions, and evil beasts? Where is the remnant of leaders that you left behind to take your place guiding the Jewish people, as you truly desire? We have been left like a beacon at the top of the mountain, and like a flag upon the hill. And why should the congregation of Hashem be like sheep that have no shepherd? You, who remind Hashem of our merits, do not be silent, do not be still, and do not remain quiet until God will send us a true Savior, Rabbi, and Leader who will quickly, swiftly, and speedily save us from our sins and transgressions and from every sort of blemish and draw us close to Him. Just as Yud Tzadikim began by treating us with loving kindness, so bring that to its completion. And then that which was will be. In our own generation, we too will have a true leader on the level of Moses because the spirit of Moses exists in every generation. And we have been assured that Yutzadikim will never abandon us. Fear of God and holy awareness. Master of the world, master of compassion, master of goodwill, master of goodness and loving kindness, master of mercy and graciousness, have compassion on us. Help us attain the true fear of heaven, a fear that will rest upon us and prevent us from committing any further sins. May we always experience that holy fear of you, lower fear, which is the fear of punishment, and higher fear, which is a feeling of awe before your exalted being. From now, now on, may we truly serve you with dread, fear, and love. May we never turn aside from your will, neither right nor left. And as a result of our attaining perfected fear, may we have worthy children and students. May we all, I and every member of your nation, the House of Israel, give our children grandchildren, and worthy students, holy awareness. As the verse states, you shall make the laws known to your children and to your children's children. In this world, may all of our speech be nothing other than learning your Torah, and all of our activities nothing other than serving you. May we foster the fear of heaven and discuss it with others every day. May we receive words of Torah, knowledge of God, and fear of heaven from each other. May we all awaken, inspire, and encourage each other to serve Hashem. Through your true sages, you reveal to us that this awareness is what remains of a person after he dies.